Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are trading lower, and this update is brought to you by BNY Mellon. Introducing Asset Strategy View, helping fund managers gain insight into where asset owners are investing and how their strategies are changing. Visit bnymelon.com to learn about Asset Strategy View. Now let's head over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are down but have paired their losses. Dow is currently lower by 22 points. S&P's dropped four. And Nasdaq declines 15. At one point, the Dow was lower by 89. The small cap 600 declines three points, and the U.S. 10 yield at 1.68%. Seven out of 10 SB sectors remain lower, led by losses in financials, materials, and energy. Gains for utilities, telecom, and consumer staples. Dow Transports declined 12. Nasdaq Biotech's fall 43. And the VIX is higher by 2.8%. Dow leaders said the downside included Caterpillar, American Express, and Goldman Sachs. Nike, J&J, and Verizon led to the upside. J.M. Smucker jumped 8% to an all-time high after earnings, while Restoration Hardware plunged 20% after its results. H&R Block reports after the bell. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie. All right. Thank you very much, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type, squawk S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pelletin. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Gold. Investors piling into gold. It's up more than 20% this year. Mining stocks have gained even more. Let's find out more from Jim Rickards. He is the editor of Strategic Intelligence Newsletter, and he is also the author of The New Case for Gold. Jim Rickards, thank you very much for being with us. Great to be with you, Pam. Tell us about George Soros, the billionaire investor, because in May he disclosed a 19 million share stake in the world's largest gold producer. That's Barrick Gold. And also, just to compound it, Double Line Capitals, you know, Jeffrey Gundlach, he has called for gold to reach $1,400 an ounce. It currently trades on the COMEX at 1270 well, that's uh, right. Uh, the way I think about it, Tim, uh, people always talk about the dollar price of gold. I actually, you know, when I invest in gold, I think of it by weight. So, so many ounces, so many kilos. If you're uh, Kyle Bass or uh, Texas, uh, you know, a pension fund, you can buy a few tons, if you like, for a couple hundred million dollars. But uh, a lot of people think of it in dollars. They quote it in dollars. But so in that sense, the dollar price of gold is just the inverse of the dollar. So when you have a stronger dollar, you would expect a lower dollar price for gold, a weaker dollar 
means a higher dollar price for gold. So owning gold right here is basically a bet against the dollar. You're saying the dollar is going to get weaker, which it is. The Fed's been tightening for three years. Um, they're going into an easing phase. The dollar is going to weaken against the euro in the end, and that means a higher price for gold. And I think Soros is onto that. And, you know, uh, Stan Drunkenmiller and, and other uh, hedge fund managers are uh, very, with very successful long-term track records are making the same trade. Well, of course, the tightening has been pretty slight from the Fed, Jim, as you well know. And the question is now how much, if at all, they're going to raise rates anymore this year. But I, I want you to weigh in on uh, Bill Gross's tweet today about negative interest rates. He says, global yields, lowest in 500 years of recorded history, $10 trillion of negative rate bonds. This is a supernova that will explode one day. And it's interesting because I've been saying to people lately, are we all watching more and more yields go negative around the world and not realizing this is a signal of something bad brewing? Yeah, I think actually all the rates in the world are going to zero or negative. I could see uh, the 10-year note going down to you know 50 basis points or 70 basis points. You know, A couple of years ago, the Japanese... Ten-year uh, JGB was at 70 basis points, and people said, look how low that is. And, of course, now it's negative yield to maturity. So I see Treasury is heading the same way. By the way, Kathleen, I disagree about the Fed tightening. They've been tightening uh, for three years since May 2013, starting with the taper talk that Bernanke gave that month. Then uh, they actually start the taper in December 2013. They uh, then remove forward guidance in March 2015, spent all of 2015 threatening to raise rates, finally got around to it. Well, if they've tightened so much, how come yields are so low in the United States? Well, because this is uh, deflationary. Basically, they shouldn't be tightening. They should be easing. They, the economy is probably heading into recession. You don't tighten in a recession. You should ease in a recession. The time to tighten, by the way, was 2010. They blew that. Now they're making, uh, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but they're, they're, I mean, they're talking about tightening. But they, um, uh, basically, because they've been tightening for three years, mostly with jawboning and playing with expectations, uh, they've created a dollar shortage around the world. And so it is deflationary. That's why yields are going down. Um, and now, so the question is, how do you get out of it? That where do we go from here? What, the way you get out of it is we, with a weaker dollar. This is just currency wars 101. So all the other channels are broken. There's, there's no fiscal stimulus because there's no political consensus. They can't make structural, uh, um, reforms for the same reason. Monetary policy is uh, pretty much uh, out of gas. And so the currency wars are basically the only way to create stimulus. Of course, it doesn't do anything for the world. It can help a particular economy or country uh, briefly uh, until it flips the other way. It's not doing anything for world growth. But right now, the U.S. and China are trying to get a little lift with a weaker uh, currency, and that means a stronger dollar, stronger euro, and stronger gold. I'm Jim. sorry, stronger yen. I misspoke. Stronger yen, stronger euro, and stronger gold. Jim, if people follow this strategy, what are the tactics? Tell us, should you invest in Newmont Mining, Freeport McMoran, the Spider Gold Trust, the Direction Daily Gold Miners Index, Bull Triple well, Shares? What what should you invest in? Yeah, well, my, my preference is, is physical gold. I don't like uh, so-called paper gold, whether it's Comex Futures, uh, ETFs, or uh, London Bullion Market Association on unallocated forwards, because when the price of gold super spikes, when it really goes up, when you really want your gold, all those contracts are going to be terminated. They'll, they'll give you a check for your profits as of close of business yesterday, but you won't participate in the rally going forward. However, if you do want mining shares, they uh, I recommend some of the smaller miners because they're takeover candidates. Uh, a company like Barrick, uh, with the price of gold going up, it's easier for them to buy a junior miner than it is to go out and do a development study and explore completely new fields. I mean, they'll do both, but uh, a lot of these... Um, uh, successful the junior miners are very good takeover candidates right now. So you're getting a pop on gold and you're getting another pop on the takeover premium. 
All right, Jim Rickards, thank you so very much for joining us to talk about uh, how gold is a winner in a world where bonds are rallying, more and more yields are turning negative. And as he says, the Fed has been tightening in many ways since 2013. He says that's created a dollar shortage. That, too, is good for gold. We thank Jim Rickards, editor of Strategic Intelligence Newsletter, author of The New Case for Gold. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, and this is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Bentley University. What do developing apps at Facebook and analyzing data at Biogen have in common? An MBA from Bentley University, where you will explore innovation and leadership because business is everywhere. Prepare here. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.